Hello and welcome to the Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here today with Merso X, the creator of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza. Hello. Hi, Brian. So for those who don't know, uh, Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza is an amazing uh, fan game created by Merso, um, and it features... It's probably the greatest turtle game that was ever made, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it is basically a side-scroller like the old-school games were, but it introduces tons of new levels and characters. You can also play as pretty much any hero and villain you can think of that dates back to the, uh, the uh, old cartoon, mix and video games. So the uh, it's the side-scrolling beat-em-up that you like from the old turtles, but with a ton more playability of different characters and special moves and all this stuff. It's an amazing game, especially for fans of the old school Turtles. So, um, Mercer, I just want to ask you, what inspired you to make this game? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for, for having me on your podcast. I'm a fan. And I mentioned before that uh, I, while I was uh, in the latest stages of developing the game, I listened to all of the, all of the episodes. I, I, I binged, listened to all of the episodes at once. So that was, that was great. So great to be here. And uh, what inspired me was two things. One was when I was when I was a kid and I would play the the NES versions of the Ninja Turtles games. I did not understand why why um, there were so limited uh, colors on display. Like uh, why did the turtles their skin color was the same as their uh, shell color that that wasn't right? I didn't understand the limitations of the system or whatnot. I thought it was, it was due to laziness of the developers. Then years after, the Super Nintendo came uh, um, comes out, and with it, uh, the Mario, Super Mario Super Mario All Stars game, which revamped the old the, the, the trilogy of Super Mario games for for the NES to and adapted them for 16 bits. Right. Since then, I have been wanting to see. Uh, a remake, an update of pretty much every every NES game and Game Boy game, and and so the, that's the inspiration behind Rescue Palooza. It started as a remake, as a straight remake of Turtles Three. Then that morphed into a remake of Turtles Two. And while doing that, I realized that making a straight remake was no fun at all because at some point I had to basically count how many enemies were on screen on any given moment of every stage and had to make sure that every enemy behaved exactly the same as in the Reno game I was remaking. And and that was both limiting and, and it didn't really make sense because that's not the core of why the game is enjoyable in the first place. So I used that as an opportunity to go outside of the script and, and by doing that, I also gave myself, myself license to add new stuff that wasn't originally on the games and or shortened stages and whatnot. And that grew and grew. And by adding uh, like uh, rideable vehicles and, and um, the ability to run, for example, the game became its own thing and uh, basically gave me the opportunity to mix all of the old 8-bit uh, Turtles games into one. Why did you start with Turtles 3? I mean, as sort of like the most forgettable, in a way, of those original three games. I'm curious. Well, in a way, that's that's a good reason, right? Many people didn't actually get to play this game. So that's an opportunity to uh, as a refresher. But also because Turtles 2, I, for me, personally, the arcade version of Turtles 2 and the NES version are so different in in, in, in in its gameplay that they do feel like two different games, right? Hmm. But an argument could be made of why would you just um, improve the graphics of Turtles 2 if you already have the arcade game? Sounds a bit absurd. So that's why that's why I, I was focusing more on, on number three. Oh, I see, Whereas because there already the is that experience. So advanced I see. Programming wise, that I said, no, that this is too much for me. Let's go back to the basics. Oh, okay. So, how is something like this done? Like, are you using any of the 
Like, how, how do you do this? Like, how do you copy anything over into a new game? I've been, I've been, I've been uh, drawing um, sketches of how uh, an improvement for so many years, but it wasn't until I knew of uh, of this engine called, back then it was called Bits of Rage, that basically it was the, the Senile team, a group of programmers that made um, a beat-em-up game and the thing is that when they released this game, they also released the ability for players to to change the aspects, of the, the, the play, what have you, right? You can customize it. And that then evolved into open bits of rage, which is when I when I knew of this ex- its existence, I thought, well, this is my chance to actually make this game that I've had in my head for, for so long. Now, your question is about graphics right how how do the graphics come to be something like that yeah like how do you copy a background from graphics of a care of a sprite uh, how, like how do you carry that over or is it rebuilt from scratch Not from scratch i would i would get an emulator for the nes <clears throat> and 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 go play through a stage the emulator sometimes give you the chance to turn on and off certain graphical elements so you can turn off the the sprites and just have the background, take a screenshot, you know, advance, take a screenshot, and then put everything together on, on, uh, on Photoshop. That was back in uh, 10 years ago. Now, there's some uh, sites like um, Spriders Resource and, and, and other websites like that that already have uh, sprites and backgrounds ripped from different games. So what I do then is to change the color palette, add colors, add some... Uh, some mm. The idea is to make it feel more like a Super Nintendo game as opposed to a Nintendo game. Sure. So have more colors on screen. And whenever possible, I would also change some graphical elements here and there to, to feel more con- congruent to what we saw in the original cartoon of the Ninja Turtles. What, uh, froze from start to finish, how long did this thing take you, the game? Uh, like five years. Wow. I, I found some some mockups, not mockups. Like my first try when it was a, a straight um, remake of the third game, I found some some um, some work in progress from eleven years ago, not wow. twelve years ago. <laughs> but That's it dedication. Until, yeah, but then I abandoned it and then it came back to it. So from that moment, it will be five years, interrupted, you know, with life. Sure. Yeah. Now, how did you uh, how did you settle on the name Rescue Palooza? Because I made the mistake of not googling it first, and I didn't know that there's something that exists already called Rescue Palooza. It's an organization to rescue uh, animals, I think, from from the street. I had no <laughs> idea. That's a mistake. So that's a, that was a learning opportunity. Always Google the the potential name of your product before. Uh, and the rescue, I wanted to, ha- honestly, I wanted to have something like, I like alliteration. So I, I wanted to have rescue on the name and then another word that also starts with that R. But Radical Rescue already existed as a game on the Game Boy, so I couldn't use that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't know. Palooza just came to my mind and I, and I used that without Googling. Yeah, that's why. Now, did you have any rules as to what characters you could include or not for yourself? Like, okay, no character can be newer than this year or couldn't include characters from whatever iterations? Like, did you have any rules for yourself about that? Absolutely. So, uh, nothing after 2000. Or even new Next Mutation. From everything from before Next Mutation. What is considered the vintage, you know, era of the turtles. So that's comics and the, mostly the cartoon, the renal cartoon and um, the, the renal toy line. And of course, a video game. So I wanted to stay in that era because if I moved forward from that, then then there's the question: Why have only one iteration of the turtles? You should have multiple turtles themes to choose from the, the 2003 version and the Nick version, and it, it, it gets a bit too much. Sure. 
So was there anybody who you were like tempted to include from past next mutation, but you decided not to for that rule reason? Venus or like I don't know. There's a, like there's cool characters in the Nick cartoon. Was there anybody who were like, oh, I wish I could include them, but I better not, otherwise it breaks my rule. Drawing a blank, so I guess the answer is no. No, that's fine. It's good that you were focused, like, because it would have gotten out of control had you had five different versions of the turtles or not. It would have been unmanageable, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe I did. Add, oh well, I did add uh, some enemies from that um, crossover um, movie, uh, Turtles Forever. I added, you know, that that giant mutated pizza and the mutant banana. That's from way after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Those were uh, those were only in that Turtles Forever movie. You're right. Yeah, and it could be that I'm misremembering and I added something else as well. But right now, I don't think I did. Now, one of those characters you included, I was surprised by, was Karai. Um, was forgive me. Was she in any of the old video games? Was she in a uh, tournament fighters or something? And I'm not remembering. Yes, she was the last enemy in tournament fighters for the Super Nintendo. I knew it had to be and, tournament fighters. Yeah. And it had to be. And, and, and you face her on top of that train that is also on Rescue Palooza. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. The original idea, you know, in that stage in, in the game, in, in tournament fighters, there's a Channel 6 helicopter in the background, like, filming the fight. So the original idea was to have that helicopter bring you from, from the building of the Channel 6, um, well, Channel 6 building, on on top of the of the of the train, change that to the turtle blimp. But yeah, the idea was to somehow connect that game to this beat 'em up. Oh, cool! I uh, one of the ones I was also surprised to see him there. Happily surprised was uh, was Tatsu. Was he ever in a game before? He was in the Genesis version. Uh, you know, Turtles in Time was sort of adapted to the Genesis. Yeah. As a different name, the Hyperson has, he was in that one. Oh. So I adapted that. And he also was in a PC game, Manhattan Missions. Yes. But it was a completely different sprite. That was too small. That actually, that sprite was more faithful to the one, to the way he looked in the movie, but it was too, too small for me to use in, in this game. So I used the Genesis one, changed the size, and changed some, some other... Um, aspects of the of the of the suit i think and most importantly added uh, voice clips from the movie that too was for me an opportunity to add voice clips from the 1990 movie that was cool yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised by that and like i mean this is the first time in history that uh you know the the original voice actors are in a game which was pretty exciting yes whenever possible i would i had a huge a list of, of all the usable... I will go through the cartoon. I was watching the cartoon again, right? And writing each instance of... Maybe I can use this dialogue. Maybe I can. So Indiana has so many pages. I have a, a picture on Instagram. I show all the, all the pages of possible um, uh, voice clips to use. And from that, I, I took the most usable ones. And some characters didn't even have dialogue in the show or did not appear in the show. In that case, I would take from somewhere else... Uh, Slash has the voice of I think it's Berserko from the eighth season or something like that. Oh wow, very cool. Yeah, uh, Ray Fillet has the voice of Rondo from the episode Rondo in New York. So he sounds like the way I I hear him in the Turtles Adventures comic books. Oh, true. He does have that kind of big, dumb, muscular guy voice. I see. Yeah, yeah. He. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Now, let me ask you, um, and we were talking about uh, um, Hyperstone Heist. That I was more of a Genesis kid growing up, so that I played that. I can't believe I forgot Tatsu was in it, but I, I played that one more than I did Turtles in Time until I got myself my, the original um, arcade cab in the Turtles in Time, because I love that game. What was your favorite classic game growing up, Turtle-wise? Well, can I ask you a question? When you played that game as a kid, because I never played Hyperstone as a kid. Sure. It was after I was... When you're playing that as a kid, didn't you think, why do they have Tatsu if the ninjas here are robots? <laughs> I, 
I don't know that I thought of that, but that's a fantastic question. Like, there's also so many things. Like, there's so many characters. Like, there's that wolf, and there's that sludge. Like, I remember. Um, so I I got Turtles in Time, the arcade machine, uh, when I was in college about a decade or so ago, and when I got it, I was so disappointed that um, Pirate Bebop and Rocksteady, which was my favorite part from the Super Nintendo port, was not in that version i was like oh it's such a funny like weird dress up part of the game and it's just not in there and i was like oh that so like there's certain things in those games that like strike you and tatsu commanding robots really is a great question i don't know why that's a great question i didn't think of it when i was five but that's great (laughs) yeah that doesn't make sense but that makes you know that's part of the charm sure um, let me ask you, what was your favorite sprite to kind of copy over? Like, did you have a certain, like, fondness for any one over the other? Well, I guess the, the turtles, mainly because that's, you know, I, I was able to scratch that itch from so many years. Why do they have so few colors? And to be able to, to bring those colors into the game and play that way. Other than that, Maybe Casey. Although Casey is a mixture of tournament fighters and, uh, and new sprites, and so, so I don't know if it, if it counts. Oh, sure, yeah. I was thinking, like, whatever you upgraded versus um, whatever was completely from scratch. Like, so which leads me to what I wanted to ask you next. Which is your favorite totally from scratch uh, character? It would be uh, the last form of Krang in the game, which is... Crank driving this giant mecha from from the episode Trolls on Trial. Oh yes, that thing's hard to beat. That's one of the few (laughs) instances in which the the outcome, the end result, actually matched what I had in my head. (laughs) 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 I had to include that robot some way or another in the game. For me, that's I don't know why. For me, that's I don't know. It it feels like it's one of the most important moments in the cartoon. But if you go back and watch it again, it doesn't really matter. But (laughs) but it feels like it's a big deal. So I had to have that in the game, and I even had to learn how to do cutout animation, like this type of flash animation, just for this one character, which I hadn't, I hadn't done before. And I promptly forgot all of it. I wouldn't be able to do <laughs> cutout animation again. I, completely for, I don't even remember the name of the software I used, but I did that. And so it was actually seen in the end move. It was so rewarding. Other than that would be the kind of characters that you would never guess would be in this type of um, games, like the Krangasoids. They're quite ob- ob- obscure, and when you beat them, uh, they become small cranks. Yes, that was a cool addition. It's such a con- that's, a, that's a continuity problem has stuck with me, because, you know, in the original comics, they're just brains, and the cartoon, they're monsters with brains, and then th- in the recent 2012 show, they, they retcon that, and now they're just brains again, and... Uh, including classic Krang. So yeah, I, I, seeing those monsters in there was kind of cool because they are very obscure. Very. But you could also say that that these mini Krang, these were in the, in the cartoon, right? They were clones of Krang. And they mutated or, or, or evolved into these big monsters, right? But you could say that's that's a byproduct of the cloning. And they were never supposed to. That's also a, risk, a, a way to... To look at it, and then and then you don't have that continuity error. Oh, I like now. that a lot. That's a good way for my brain to wrap around it. I, you know, one of my favorite little details that you included was, I mean, when you were, I was fighting the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang, that was amazing there. That was one of the coolest moments to me, was fighting the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang. <laughs> but I love having, like, uh, uh, joke characters, right? Like, characters that make you... Go. Why is this even in here? And these characters come in, and even even if you pick the weakest, the least powerful character to play as, you will still be able to to defeat them in one punch. One punch. <laughs> and that's you know that, that that's the fun. And yeah, I wanted to add them, and I also wanted to add their sensei. I didn't get around to to do that, but it would have been nice. Oh, where right, he's the chunkier one, right? Yeah. Yes. No. No. Uh, he, he doesn't have. He doesn't. In the cartoon, he's like this overweight karate guy. It's very, you know, the design is very basic. Nothing special, so. Oh, but he doesn't have the paper bag, right? Is that what it is? He doesn't have, he has a bandana. Right. Speaking of joke characters, I, I, I was, um, 
excited, I guess. To, to, I thought it was fun that you had Vina, uh, Vernon as a fighter in there. And he was rightfully terrible at it. <laughs> well, he had to have the, the, the whole Channel 6, Channel, uh, sorry, Channel 6 News uh, gang in there because, I don't know if it's the same with you, but as a kid, those characters don't do much for you. But when you rewatch the episodes as an adult, they are so entertaining. I think that's the best part of the show sometimes. The Channel 6, they could have a, 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 a spin-off show, just the Channel uh, 6 News gang, and that would be terrible, but I would watch it. <laughs> and Vernon, yes, so come on. Vernon cannot fight. Like, he would never fight. He, he does not belong in this in this game. So if he's going to be a part of the game, then the most Vernon thing to do is to have him very weak, both in his attacks, his health bar, and no special attacks for him, just a horrible, horrible, horrible character to pick. Or the best character to pick if you have mastered the game. Because <laughs> that's, the, that, that's like um, uh, for experts only, to play the whole way through with Vernon. He is the only character, at least I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, that doesn't have a special move. No special move. Nothing special about him. It's horrible <laughs> by design, which makes him the best. <laughs> I, I really wanted more opportunities to have more voice clips of him from the show. I think it's so funny. He's great. I, I remember, I think my fa at least one of my favorite episodes of the show was um, when Bebop and Rocksteady take over the programming for Channel 6. It's a crazy episode. I love that one, though. Um, and honestly, spe speaking of Bebop and Rock City, playing this game as Bebop and Rock City, like, awakened some dream in me that I didn't know that I had. I love playing as those characters in these games. It was just so cool. I loved it. There's another, there's another fan game, uh, Shell Shocked. It's not, it's not complete. It's by another a member of the open board community. And I think... Bieber uh, and Rocksteady have been available from before Rescue Palooza, so that's another thing to look. Mm, okay, um, cool. Look for and and with the arcade graphics. In this case, what did you think about them having uh, shooting lasers instead of punching? I thought it was good. I mean, like I I, I tend to like to switch up uh, projectile characters with punching characters anyway, and like frankly, they do tend to shoot more than they do anything else in the show, so it made perfect sense, and I loved the artwork of their sprites, because, I mean, did you redo those guys from scratch? Because they don't look like they do in the old uh, uh, games. They look great. They look silly and bright. I love them. For Bebop, I changed the, the head. The head is new. Uh, but for Rocksteady, the whole upper body is new. Mm. Only the legs remain from his version on the NES games. Yeah. Because in that game, I mean, he looked cool, but very different from the way he looked in the show, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fatter in the show and dopier looking. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the fact that they they were they made perfect sense that they would shoot. I mean, I mostly remember them shooting people in the uh, in the uh, in the show, so that was perfect. And you had the gun perfectly, like that was. I, and I actually I'm glad you opted for the show accurate gun instead of the uh, the toy accurate one. Even though the toy may be more popular than the cartoon one. But well, I never understood how that drill gun was supposed to shoot, though. Like, I don't know. No, it's like the Playmates toys. <laughs> people were not talking with the cartoon people at all. No. But then they would come and say, hey, cartoon people, you know, I want to create this, um, this new vehicle added to the show. And like, why, why were you only talking there? Right. What was going on? <laughs> Well, what's weird is too, like they, like there were so many characters who were car toys, but not in the cartoon, and so many characters in the cartoon that were not toys. I was always like, they're obviously talking at some points to like get the, but there's also huge gaps. Like, not that I wanted a figure of Zach, but like th there was like all these characters that were made that were awesome sculpts that were never in the show, and vice versa. You have Bugman, right? Yeah, Bugman seems to be designed for a toy, not toy. Dreg, the last season, the whole overhaul on the last season, it feels like the opportunity to launch a new series of toys. Nothing. The tournament fighter toys, they are labeled tournament fighters. They have nothing to do with the games. 
ones were the tournament are. fighter toys? Forgive me, which one were the tournament fighter toys? They were at the very end. I don't have them. They came at the very near the end of the of that original run. And they had, like, uh, I think it was, like, um, Sumo Turtles and, and oh, yes. Karate. Yeah, like, Rocksteady with a Karate. Oh, is, yeah. I, they had, like, a little gun on their back, and they were, like, little motorized, like, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, you'd plug them into this little handle thing, and they would fight. I have those, but I didn't know that's what they were called. That's awesome. I think that's. The, I have never held those in my hand, so I think those are the ones. Yeah, they're not. They're nothing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How did you decide on their special moves? Like, what? What? Where, where did you arrive at those? Well, you know, the the turtles from the third game, they set the idea of the special moves. So, based on that, I would try to create new, new moves for the new character. For the bosses that you can play as, it's very easy. Because basically, whatever move they had, you know, when they were controlled by the by the CPU, that becomes a special move. But for the new characters, it will be an opportunity to, to show more of their personality or what makes them unique that is not you know, apparent from just uh, with the basic attacks and, and, and walking cycles and stuff like that. So, for example... Uh, with Wingnut, the special attack is an opportunity to showcase uh, Skrullus. They're a pair. Yes. But otherwise you wouldn't see Skrullus, right? So that's an opportunity to do that. Uh, for like Mockman, again with the partner uh, Joe Ivo. Like if you watch the episode where they both appear, the one episode of the cartoon where they both appear, Joe Ivo has way more lines of dialogue than Mockman. Mugman is just there. So it should be like the other way around. So if to have to have Mugman in the game with a little bit of of Joe eyeball, uh, it feels weird. So uh, the special attack gives opportunity to have Joe eyeball um, actually attack, say something. I gotta say, that I'm not somebody who thinks. I, I'm not a technically inclined guy, so I'm not somebody who thinks about walk cycles or whatever. But Metalhead's walk cycle in this is this amazing like silly strut that he has and it, I, I don't know where that came from but it is amazing and I love it that's from the arcade game oh okay the way he walks in the arcade game so what we did what I did with um with Metalhead is that in the cartoon he's way bigger than the turtles yep which is something that you tend to forget because in the toy they were the same size so what I did then was to grab the sprites from the NES version Super NES version which was already bigger than the turtle, and just used that mostly as is with a new head, but adding some extra sprites from the arcade version, which had way more frames of animation compared to the Super Nintendo version, and uh, and those I had to adapt, like resize and change the face and whatnot, and that's where the that's where the walking cycle comes from, and because you barely see the character walking in the arcade version, it's I didn't know. It. It was in there. I have played that game so many times. I didn't notice that. It's so great. And it's such like, he's one of the most fun characters to play, maybe because he just walks so funny. I love it. Do you have super weird, but... Was that? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, and honestly, him and I, I told you this before we spoke, but I loved. So, um, one of the characters you can play on in the show is a, in, in the game is uh, Mondo Gecko. And um, not to spoil anything, but his move, his basic move is to hit people with a. Uh, uh, a skateboard, just like Bart Simpson does in the old school NES uh, side-scrolling game. So it's just like Bart Simpson out of the Simpsons game. And I, I, when I saw that, when I played as Mondo the first time, and I saw that, I was thrilled by it. So I'm curious, like, do you remember what gave you the idea to make him Bart Simpson? Uh, it, it, I think from the very beginning, I thought something like, oh, but, but then I didn't revisit the game of the Simpsons. So I had this idea in my head that the thing was overly complicated and I and I put that aside and said, no, uh, Mondo Gecko is going to be walking and uh, and maybe on the special attack he may use that uh, skate that he has attached to the tail. And, uh, and eventually I, I played that the arcade game of the Simpsons and realized oh, 
it's very simple. He just walks. Um, it's a basic. He walks like any. Bart Simpson walks like any other character. He just has the the, the, the the sprite of the skateboard right under him, and then he attacks the same as every character. So I did that, and uh, I was a bit afraid that maybe the character would be too fast if he's on this skateboard. Then again, took the idea from that Simpsons game, in which when we are walking, you're not quite riding the skateboard. You're just, you know, one foot on the skateboard, one on the on the floor, and go slowly by that way. That's a very boring answer. Sorry. No, that's great. No, I, <laughs> the I answer just is yes. No, it it was so cool though when I saw that, and like, there's a lot. I mean, there's so many characters to play as, but Mondo became one of my favorites because it felt like. Playing this old school bar, it was so cool. But Mondo, Metalhead, and I would say they brought Bebop from Rock City were probably my favorite to play as. And uh, April, April's awesome in that game. Uh, April is like a revelation. Oh, she can do this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes she looks, she seems overpowered, but but she's not. It's just, I don't know why she feels overpowered. Well, here, her, I mean, there's a few have special moves that kind of like hit everywhere, which is really helpful when you're trying to beat like the. There's one point where you fight the giant Mauser, and I don't know where the hell to hit that thing. So I'm just like, all right, I'll just have to find a character that hits everywhere, and she's one of them. So the the flash, the ca- like, so her special move is like a flash of the camera. So that one worked really cool. Um, the only character I thought was maybe overpowered, and this isn't a criticism, I was just laughing at it was uh, was Zach because I was like, he was such a weak little punk in the old cartoon, and this one he's actually a viable fighter. Yeah, you know, when when I was working on Zach, I, I had this idea of uh, going on. Facebook and say, hey everyone, I'm working on everyone's favorite masked vigilante. Stay tuned. <laughs> you know, and then, and then reveal that it was Zach instead of Casey Jones. I never <laughs> I never did that because I think I, I finished Casey before before Zach. That's another kind of joke character. Like nobody like who likes Zach. Nobody I mean, likes I, Zach. I'm like, you know? Yes. <laughs> but he, I think he's fun to play as. He's great in the game. He's great. Like I was just surprised how great he was. He's <laughs> great. It's like a Frankenstein uh, situation where I took the sprite from another game. I don't remember the name. It's like a Super Famicom game. You control a guy that, that fights with his umbrella. So I changed that quite a bit. I mean, extensively. But but if you see that game, you will you will see the connection right away. Oh, cool. A number of the characters have variants. Uh, like you know, you can play as black and white turtles or April in a blue suit or green suit, but most of them don't. Was there any sort of, or maybe maybe only half of them don't? But like, is there a reason why some have variants and some don't? Yes, uh, because uh, after a certain point, I I got sick of variants and I didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> That's the main reason. I regretted introducing that at all into the game. What was I? What was I thinking? But I had to go on, so I did that the bare minimum. Like for example, Ar- Armagon, right? He has in Tournament Fighters, which is the only game he was in before. Yeah, before the new newer generations of games, mm-hmm. he had two palettes, right? One for player one. Player. So okay, let's include the second player palette. But that's it, not the bare minimum. And also because what else can I do? With Armagon, he only had one look in the, in, in the comics. Then he appeared in the game and had a different uh, color palette. That's it. So if I were to introduce more colors, it would come from my imagination, which doesn't feel right. Sure, it's not a representation of anything. But say for April, that she has every of, every one of the colors in, in that are available in the game come from somewhere um, in that from that era. So of course you have the yellow jumpsuit. Uh, you have the black and white version to mimic the comics, the black and white comics. Uh, you have the blue jumps, jumpsuit from when the comics were colored by first comics, but also in the in the covers, the reprints of number two and so. That was that was blue, and green jumpsuit was from uh, uh, a variant action figure that came, the one that came with the with the news fan. That news van, I have that. It's it's amazing. It was better than the turtle van. It had like all this amazing detail to it that didn't include it in the turtle van, but it was great. But yes, I have that April in the green jumpsuit, so I could identify each one, uh, and that was great. But I, I noticed like some characters had variants and some not. So basically, it was just like, all right, enough with the variants. Let's just make the game. 
that, and it was, I mean, I guess it depends on the case. Tatsu, for example, uh, you know, what other color palette can I give? Yeah. Tatsu? That, that, that people would feel that it's missing if I don't include it. I cannot think of anything. So he doesn't have. Maybe he has one. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. But but the ones like like uh, the black and white ones, I don't like those. That that's one that I regret putting in there. Oh really? And I had to paint <laughs> new characters and put the black and white, and it just so looks so. It just looks bad. <laughs> yeah, it's almost <laughs> like uh, it's like a worse version of the um, NES, the first NES version of the game. Going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole re- the whole reason why you started the project was to add colors. And then you have these backgrounds full of colors and the characters in black, in monochromatic, and and you know the you know a little bit of a rant. The, the the black and white comics were only black and white because that's the way they were printed and stuff. But that doesn't mean that in universe there are no colors. Right. That's a common misconception. So each time now uh, there's been a lot of um, merch- merchandising regarding the old comics, which is great. But then you have this stuff for. You have uh, like mega blocks, black and white. Why? Why should only have colors? They were colored in the cartoon, in the sorry, in the comics. We just didn't see them because it was more expensive to publish in, in color. Anyways, a little bit of a rant. Yeah, I remember when watching the uh, the crossovers that both included the classic turtles. Uh, I mean, that thought crossed my mind. Is like, no, there was. I mean, color existed in that world. Color in there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! I mean, that was cool to see. It was. The contrast is cool, but it is like it does make your brain go like, mm, no, there might be color, like, because <laughs> the covers were colored. Eventually, they colorized them. Uh-huh. Like, so there's... you're telling me that the covers were from a different dimension? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the reprints in color as a different dimension? Come on, it's getting too ridiculous. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also wanted to compliment your use of Pizza Face. That was a cool way to include Pizza Face in the game. He's uh, basically distributes the pizzas that give you life, which was very cool. I'm trying to remember how that came to be. I think I was thinking of different ways of showing... Ah, okay. I think the, the notion was to have pizza come into the game in different ways uh, and not just you know, sitting there on the floor, right? To make it more fun or more like, hey, you have to be aware of your surroundings, otherwise you're going to miss a pizza. pizza. And I think I had ideas of having that floating thing from Tournament Fighters have the pizza, which eventually became the mutagen. Mm, and I yep. thought, well, you know, it's, it's right there looking at my face. Pizza face. Why not have... He's supposed to bake pizzas. And he's a chef. Why don't he have him walking around as if he's completely oblivious to what's going on around him? And if you punch him um, fast enough, you will get your pizza. And <laughs> and the voice <laughs> of Pizza Face when you, you hit him, that's actually my wife. <laughs> I recorded her. <laughs> that's and, great. Uh, changed the pitch. <laughs> yeah, because another character that was a great toy, but never in the show. Never in the show. No, uh, you know, a great it was such an unpleasant toy it really is <laughs> it is it is um let's see you know i i just realized that I, I haven't so i um if you beat the game then you can play in an arcade mode uh i have yet to play i beat the game recently which is why i waited to interview you uh, but i haven't played it yet in arcade mode can you play a shredder in arcade mode i didn't realize i i haven't checked that yes arcade mode is so you can play a game with everyone unlocked from the get-go, including the characters that you wouldn't otherwise be able to play as, which are the ones that came at the very end of the game, and there's no extra stages to play at. So now you can play again, and you can play as uh, Shredder, and everyone you encountered in the Technodrome stage. Oh, very it was cool. supposed to be longer, by the way, but the game was getting too way too big for its own good. And, and also for, for me, because at some point, I think at the beginning of 2019, I thought, okay, enough is enough. This, I have to release this. This, this is going to go on for more and more, more years if I keep adding stuff. In here. Well, and that ending, like... I had to use that plan. Yeah, you fake out, like, you fake out Shredder's death about seven times. And it's... <laughs> right? At the end, I was, I was this close, like, 
I'm glad you ended it where it did because I finally got to the ending. Like, I had to cheat. I'm sorry. I put all four characters in the same controller. Uh, I used April, who was very powerful. So, like, I, I ended up with entering those stages because you can't go back. Like, I entered those stages with, like, April and a couple other characters, maybe Bebop and Rocksteady and somebody else, um, trying to find characters that all walk the same speed so I can play them at the same time. And by the end of it, they whittled down to just April versus Shredder. And I just beat it by like half a health bar. So I'm, I'm wherever you ended, I'm glad you ended it where you did. So I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but by design, I wanted the game to be unbeatable on your first try. It was. <laughs> and then, but then you try all over again, and you realize, because after, when you do that, you realize it's actually very easy. It's just that at the first, at first you don't know the any patterns and stuff like that. But once you know that, the game is actually very easy. So I kind of wanted to build. You know, a retro game in that sense, like nobody can finish Contra on the first try. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Or even of the, the arcade games for the NES, uh, for the Ninja Turtles. No chance. Like, they, they seem easy now, but they're not. not. Uh, so I wanted to have that. But the problem is that this game is so long, it, it, it doesn't really lend itself to be played from the beginning. I mean, I don't know. That's why. That's the impression I get from so many people complaining that the game is too hard and like, how is it possible that I, when I load the game, I only have one life? And like, well, well, you're loading the game. If you had one life when you died and you load the game, <laughs> it's going to be exactly the same. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's a there's um, disconnect between what I wanted to do and what the actual the game actually came off. Uh, because, I guess because of the, of the length. Well, I think the games tend to give you more continues. I think like the the like there's such a contrast between what games are now and then. Like I don't, I'm not a huge gamer, but like you know, back then games were only long because they were impossibly hard. Like that that damn water level on that first NES game. I don't know that I've ever seen past it. To be perfectly honest with you, I, it is so stupidly hard to get past that water level. Um, so thank you for not including it by end of game. By the way. <laughs> No, I didn't include. You know why I didn't include? Why is that? Thinking, uh, having, having to add streaming animations for all those sixty plus characters. Uh, like no. Oh, yeah, true. That, that's the real reason. Is because of, actually that that stage is not that hard. Once you know, once you beat it once, it's so easy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The the original uh, dance stage in the first game. Then after that, the game gets a bit too complicated and not as fun. Yeah. I um. It's just so for people who are are uh, hopefully getting the game after they hear this, um, the uh, the one of the coolest things about the game is the fact that like you kind of have a map to the outside, like kind of like uh, like the old Super Mario Brothers three type of stuff where you can navigate the map and choose which level you want to go to, and that is straight out of the first NES game. Um, so it is the city view and it's a tiny little squat turtles and they choose where they want to go. So that's how you navigate the map and beat levels that you want in the order you want to. And then it kind of ports into like more of a Turtles in Time arcade game type Turtles. So it's a cool way to include a nod to that. And I mean, the the crappy villains that you fight, like the Fireman and all that stuff. But there was cool nods in the first game, even though the first game objectively isn't very good. Like it, it was cool nods to it. So uh, I think that makes the game more special to include aspects of the of turtles history, even those aspects that are a, a little bit. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. Yes, include them. Include everything, the good and the bad. Yeah, except except Venus. <laughs> no, nothing against Venus. <laughs> well, she predates the she predates the role though. That's because then I mean those turtles are totally different. So if you had anything from Next Mutation, you'd have to have <laughs> Venus, but also all four different turtles dressed like that and that weird shredder and some stupid monkey. Like, you'd have to have all these things that... Okay, no, the cutoff is, what, 96. So that makes perfect sense. Um, do you have a favorite character to play as yourself? Either uh, Casey Jones or Asuka. Oh, cool. Asuka is, is ridiculously fast. In a way that it's a bit broken, actually. <laughs> a bit too much. But it's fun, so I, I kept it like that, and I enjoy it. The only thing is that you know, she's not very powerful. But yeah, I think those two, otherwise, maybe Leonardo. 
Oh, cool. He has a good special move. I, I always liked his special move. More be more than anybody else's. And do you have a favorite? Ah, uh, I liked Mondo. I mean, I've always been a, like Donatello is my favorite turtle. But I mean, of those special moves, I always like Michelangelo. I always like Leonardo's because he does the whirlwind thing in Game Three. I always thought was that was the best one, even though it used to tax your health in the Game Three, which I hated. I, n- I never understood why doing a move, uh, doing a ninja move, would hurt a ninja. But anyway, um, <laughs> I never understood. But like, I I think my favorite to play in in the game is Bebop and Rocksteady or Mondo. Like those are the ones that I'm like stand out as man. I always didn't I didn't know I wanted to play as these characters as much as I like Bebop and Rocksteady. Forgive me if I'm wrong. They're not in any version of the Tournament Fighters, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it was maybe it was Playmate saying we have to face. These toys, bringing new toys. I don't know. Maybe, you know. But and they, I don't but know. They have Brad King, so that doesn't make any sense, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't. And, but so like the, those playing as the characters who I loved a lot that I never was able to play as is probably the coolest thing about it. And uh, you mentioned Asuka, and forgive me. I know she's in Tournament Fighters. Who the hell is that character? Like, I do you know? Like, any? I don't know anything about this character other than she exists in Tournament Fighters. For, for tournament fighter because that's going to be Mitsu from the third movie. Oh, but I mean a heavily redesigned Mitsu uh, because it was the same sprite, just the name changed from Mitsu to Ask, so it doesn't look like Mitsu at all. But you know the, the third movie didn't do very well, so they changed it. And as far as I know, Asuka has only been in that one game. Oh, I had no idea. So I, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Because I like there's. I, it's just such a like. I'm glad they have more female characters because there's always a deficit of those in Turtle anything. But like, I never knew who that character was. I was like, what? so I, I did not know she started as Mitsu. That's cool. And you know what? Many things while developing developing the game, I realized many things that I mean they were right there, but I didn't notice before. And one of them is like there are many female characters in the TMNT TMNT universe. It seems like most of them are a ninja or a karate or karateka. Then, so I was thinking I want to include Lotus, who already had Karai. Isn't that redundant? Well, I added I added her anyways. Asuka, same thing. Isn't that redundant? Well, and so I, I was trying to find ways to make them distinct enough in the game so that they don't feel like the same character repeated. But there's not that much like with the with the male characters. You have humans and you have mutants and you have Big, small, female, they're all very similar to one another. All welcome, though. I never include Irma. Uh, Irma was a different female, for sure. <laughs> Her power, too, is great. <laughs> she has, um, like, the super... Like, what episode was that where she had superpowers? But that's included in the game, which is so crazy. Super Irma. Right. That's the name of the, of the episode, too. That's another opportunity, like you were asking about the this, where do the special moves come from, and that's a great that was a great opportunity to 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 showcase that part of her history in the cartoon. I wouldn't, I couldn't have that as her jump attack, or because it comes out of nowhere. But a special attack, well, it's special. You can do, you can be more creative. Yeah, the only one who doesn't deserve that is Vernon. So. <laughs> But Vernon could have have so many special attacks, right? I, I forgot. Like he could have like uh, I think there's an episode where he becomes a turtle with the human head. So that could be a special, but he doesn't deserve one. No, I I like that. That was cool. Like that was like it was a great joke about the character and how horrible he is. So. Um, you know, Marcel. My last question. Well, you know, before we uh, we sign off, I want to make sure. How do how does everybody find the game? Because they any old school turtle fan needs to have this game, and it's it's great. So tell them how to find this game. So I have a website. It's um, merso-x.com. Go there, and I have there all the all the links and, and background information of the games I've worked on, and that's and and also include like some reviews and stuff. I have a little bit of a, a collection of everything regarding my games. So. Visit that, and that will take you to the latest version of the game. Awesome. And uh, also, you're on Instagram under what? what's the uh, signature? My Instagram is merso underscore x underscore games. 
Now, before I leave you, uh, let me just ask you, who's your favorite turtle? Oh. <laughs> you know, it depends. In the games, normally, Michelangelo, because of the nunchucks. Yes, I'm a Donnie guy. Mikey's the best in those games. I agree. Yeah. But outside of the games, then it depends on the continuity. Normally, I would go Leonardo. But, uh, but all tune toss up between Leonardo and Michelangelo. But only in the old tune, uh, because, you know, Michelangelo became increasingly obnoxious <laughs> with the time. <laughs> second. Uh, he lost me. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> you don't have to jail the time. And if, you're, if your brothers are angry and about to kick ass, you have to put your game face on to none of these daydreaming stuff. Focus. But yeah, you're not. <laughs> That's great. You know, Verso, honestly, thanks so much for doing this. It was incredibly good to talk to you. And I, I can't. Oh, no, go ahead, please. What was the question? Forgive me. No, but I could. I mean, what do you think of pineapple on pizza? (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to ask you. Please, tell me. This is the most important part. (laughs) I feel like this should be my... I had to ask uh, uh, Townsend Coleman this uh, when I interviewed him, so I feel like this is a good uh, good sign-off question altogether is pineapple on pizza, because especially when I ask the voice actors who their favorite character is, there's no point. So maybe that's my new sign-off question is pineapple on pizza. So anyway, do you approve yes or no? No, my wife loves it. I don't. I don't understand that. Why? Why? No, no sweet stuff. But you know what's good on the pizza? For me, sweet corn. Really? Yeah. Corn on the pizza. Bake it. Give it a try. <laughs> all right. I, Eli, I don't have a. I, I'm not going to scoff at anything, especially since we all grew up on hot fudge on pizza. So that's that's fine. Or ice cream on pizza. Yeah. That doesn't even work. Yeah. <laughs> You know, thank you very much. No, uh, thank Brian. you, Marissa. This is really great to talk to you. And uh, look, I, I can't stress this enough. Any old school turtle fan is going to love this game. So go check it out. Thank you so much. Marissa. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.